Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I have been in a situationship for seven months now. He lives in Chicago and I'm in New York. I don't know how to bring up the what are we conversation because I'm so scared of getting rejected or of him breaking it off with me because I'm not the chill girl that I said I was at the start of the relationship. It's going really well and I don't want to ruin anything between us by asking to put a label on it. What do I do? Love, get me out of this situationship. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DM. Who? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Alejandro. And I'm Ash. And today we are super excited to have Jules and Trey on this week's episode oh my goodness if you're looking for inspiration for traveling or diving into some home renovation projects with your potential partner or figuring out what is going to become of your passions in the the near future my goodness this was such a dynamic duo i'm so excited did you not love them i loved everything that they were sharing oh my god i was so inspired by them honestly i'm on this new traveling kick i'm very new at it but hearing their stories and they've been to like basically every country on this continent or on mm-hmm. this in this world they've been to so many places and it was just really cool to meet um you know a couple who are able to travel that much and also still have so much love and respect for each other that was really really cool i'm really excited for you guys to uh listen to this episode oh it's a hoot and so heartwarming oh my god they have such a loving dynamic and the fact that it all started from a DM, my goodness, let's dive in. <laughs> all right, Jules and Trey, thank you so much for joining us today. Honestly, I've been loving your content. I am just getting into traveling and doing my reels and trying to make like really cute reels. But so I found Finding Jules on my Instagram Explore page and fell in love with her content. And I just, I don't know. It's been so inspiring seeing your stuff because I think you have Paris content on there too. I do. Yeah. We yeah. Have <laughs> I think that's what, maybe that one was the one that popped up on my Instagram because that just like gave me so much more inspiration to like when I was planning on coming out here to go and find things and just like see aesthetic stuff about Paris, but welcome to the show. Do you guys want to introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Jules. I'm a travel blogger, content creator, and travel photographer. And I'm Trey, and I'm a travel and wedding photographer. So when I reached out to you, you um, had mentioned that you'd be perfect for this because Trey did slide into your DMs when <laughs> you did. <laughs> did. So can you tell us a little bit about your meeting story? 
so we actually we met because she liked one of my pictures and then i just i don't know i saw like a little cute face pop up in a circle and i was like all right uh so i went and stalked her a little bit and i liked what i saw so i slid my dms but yeah he uh, yeah he did some uh he had done some modeling for urban outfitters like years ago and i liked one of urban outfitters photos and then i just like went to his page i liked a couple of his photos to be totally honest, I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, oh, he's cute, whatever. Um, but then, yeah, he messaged me and it wasn't like a creepy message or anything. It was Aww. it was really sweet. It was actually more about my work and my photography. Um, and, and so I responded and yeah, we started messaging and texting for about a month. And at the time he was living in Arizona and I, I'm living in California. So I just flew out to see him like a month later. And yeah, That's we FaceTimed and stuff first. So yeah. I made sure he wasn't like catfishing me. Okay. And like my friends had my location. I try to do it as like safe, especially because it was like in a different city. But um, yeah, it worked out. And now we're together. I love that. <laughs> so you guys, how long have you guys been together for now? Uh, we just had three years this summer. Amazing. And were you both photographers individually? Before you met, were you both in this industry? No, I wasn't. I was actually in school. I just got out of the army and I was uh, going to ASU, like studying marketing. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I have been a photographer for the last, oh gosh, five or six years now, maybe. And then I've been on Instagram since like 2017 and then maybe started taking it more seriously, like 2018, 19. Had you both DM'd potential partners before uh, via Instagram, or were you on the apps previously? <laughs> no, I was one for one. Okay. Um, I was more like on the apps, I think. Yeah. On the apps are just like, you know, regular meet, meet cutes. I had pretty much sworn off of dating <laughs> at that point. Um, I had, this is a, a little bit of a long story, but I had gotten out of a six-year relationship and then I took a solo trip to Portugal, um, had the best time there, like loved it, and then decided I was going to focus on myself and focus on my career. I remember the week before he DM'd me, I was with one of my girlfriends and I was like, you know what? I just want sex and I want tacos and I want to pay for my own tacos. Okay. So there's no strings attached. I love and then that. like three days later, he slid into my DMs. It was so funny, but did you get your own tacos on the first date. Did we get tacos? No, we got no, we, we got poke bowls. <laughs> did you yeah. did you have any um, testaments or any like decisions before you stumbled upon um, the image that you started liking and reached out, Trey? No, I was kind of I was kind of planning on being a hoe, honestly. He, he was a whore. Yeah. <laughs> I just got down to ASU and I was like, all right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like new for him, it was like new city, new place, like an opportunity to meet new people. Like, why not? And yeah. honestly, that was a reservation for me because I was like, well, you just got out of the army and you didn't get like the college experience that I got. And now you're in like a new place. Like you should probably be a bit of a whore and like live your life and enjoy it. You know, don't get tied yeah. down to a girl that lives in a different city. Look at me being considerate. <laughs> I'll consider it. <laughs> but I was, uh, I mean, that was a reservation on my end too. Cause I was like, well, you know, live your life. Like also he's younger than me. And so 
um that yeah that just i don't know i know where i'm going with this uh, but it's so beautiful, even just the exchange and the body language and the eye contact that you both are sharing. It's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, there's so much love. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I love, I know that three years is not like a long time, but I love that even with three years, like you still bring that energy with each other, even through your um, your Instagram and your blog. It just is, you can see that and feel that through it. It, just, it feels like super genuine. Thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet. It's actually really funny because I feel like COVID fast-tracked our relationship. Um, and it, I mean, it was hard for a lot of relationships, but for us, like it actually worked in our favor in the sense that with COVID, he decided to move to California. And at that point, we were only eight months, yeah, eight, months. eight months into dating. And then we decided to just move in because, I mean, I didn't know when I could go back on an airplane again and feel safe. And I wasn't we weren't going to drive six hours like every weekend or anything yeah. to see each other, you know? Um, but it's funny because now we're like finally starting to do regular dating stuff. Like we just went to the movies together for the first time two yeah, weeks ago. <laughs> I love that like, you traveled together before, but you haven't been to the movies. <laughs> yeah. And then like, we like just like went. Shit. Yeah. We like just went to the state fair this summer or like the LA County fair um, but we had been to like 10 countries together at this point, like maybe more. So it's just like kind of funny how our relationship is like working backwards. Yeah. Wait, walk us um, through your timeline of dating. So you slid into Jules's DMs um, and then a month later you went to Arizona to meet him. But then mm -hmm. when did COVID hit? And you said COVID hit and then at your eighth month of dating, you moved to mm -hmm. California and moved in together? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, we met in August for the first time, mm -hmm. and then August 2019, yeah, and then yeah, COVID hit, we moved in like April, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, so I had bought in a house, and it was a really ugly one, and I had kind of tricked him into like painting, and <laughs> uh. I was like, oh, you can come help me like move in, and this was also about the time that COVID started, so he came with like one little duffel bag, drove from Arizona to California. He had like three shirts with him and he hasn't left yet. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so, so, I mean, but you have, right? Like you've gone back to like bring more stuff. Yeah. 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 I like he was paying rent for like six months in Arizona without being there. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so we, I kind of just was planning on like helping him renovate the house a little bit because like I kind of did that with my parents growing up. And then we ended up like tearing down walls, changing the floors. It was like a lot more than like painting. Yeah. And then we just it sounds of... more cost effective too. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because it like we we started to get really into it. And during COVID, there wasn't, you know, I was staying at home and there wasn't all that much to do. Um, so then we ended up doing a lot of home projects and then he kept extending his stay. And then I finally was like, well, why don't you just stay? like actually stay um and he did <laughs> i love that because like it sounds like such a beautiful way to organically learn about someone and to have such an intense project like home restoration i mean my goodness yeah. I feel like you not only teach yourselves about obviously what needs to be done but that teamwork and, and that yeah that you have to share that is required that sounds like such a wonderful way to 
grow with another person and 10 times better than going to the movies because it's like oh yeah that's very true no it was good i feel like we met um and we were all like i mean obviously the world is going through like massive changes with covid and everything but even just like in our lives or both the like kind of pivotal moments yeah uh, like jobs and with like our personal lives Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like we were helping each other through that as we like learned about each other so they're able to see you in like handling these huge situations like yeah. buying a new house going through covid like having your job completely like turned upside down like while i was getting to know you i'm like oh it's your favorite color by the way <laughs> <laughs> you not a house. <laughs> as much as you feel comfortable talking about this um so you were in a new relationship basically when you moved in together and then there was a whole pandemic going on around mm-hmm. us so very intense circumstances how did you guys deal with or did you even have any conflict or has it just been kind of like a perfect match oh I I would not say it was perfect but I would say it was very easy um in the sense that our communication styles um balance each other very well uh I am very um hot-headed and impatient um and Trey is very uh even kiltered and very very calm and I think that um it balances out pretty well for the most part. I mean, sometimes that does lead to like issues, but for the most part, like we've, we've been able to communicate everything. And I think that's what we prioritize the most in our relationship is like open communication, but the receiving end needs to be open to understanding it as well. And I think that's really like the key to how things have been for us. Yeah. So are you mostly work? So you were in Portugal um, when you had this kind of, you know, focus on me moment. And right Mm -hmm. when you came back from Portugal was kind of around the same time that you guys met Um, on Instagram. It was about three months later. Okay. Um, And were you a travel photographer before this? Me? Or a travel blogger? Yeah. Yes, I was. Okay, cool. So Trey, how did you get into um, travel photography or just photography in general? And then... Um, can you tell us about the first trip that you guys ever took together? Uh, the first trip we took was actually to Spain. Um, it was before the pandemic, so it was like December, I think. It was January? Like, yeah, it was like over the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually a way for her to meet my parents. I met his parents overseas for the first time. I got tricked, I must say. She did a little bit. I was like, but- oh, Spain's so fun. And he was like, my mom's there. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait, like living there, or she was on vacation as well? No, no, no. On vacation. She just like invited herself. Oh. Oh. I was like, yeah, like I'm with this girl. We're gonna go to Spain for like a couple weeks. And she was like, oh, that sounds really fun. I'm gonna show up. I'm like, oh, okay, sick. With his dad. With so dad. Whole family. He was just like along for the ride. But uh, no, it was good. We. It was really good. We spent like. So we were there for like, I think two weeks and spent maybe five or six days with my parents. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like road tripped around like South of Spain and they got to know each other. It was, it was actually really, it was really easy. I feel like it was good. Yeah. I, I really do love his parents. They're so, so sweet, but it was very intimidating. You know, like you are, it's already intimidating to just meet the parents, but in a travel setting, like overseas with like, you know, so many potential situations that could have happened. And so I was very stressed out, but they're, they're so kind and sweet. So. Yeah. yeah so we I mean obviously on that trip she was already a blogger so 
I learned it was kind of like a crash course on like oh you get up at 5 a.m and then you go somewhere and then you take photos and then once the, the light's like gone you go have coffee and breakfast and you like chill and then once the light's good again you go shoot more photos and it was kind of like a, a good like introductory lesson but then when I came to California we started traveling a lot more together um and we started making content at the house and yeah kind of just assimilated I was like a human tripod for a while she would <laughs> love it on camera this is what boyfriends are for <laughs> yeah. no but I will say I think Trey is downplaying himself a little bit because when we met he was taking film classes in college and he had a bunch of cameras in his closet and he's very very creative so um yes I used him as a human tripod but I think within just a few months like I kind of stopped and he got really creative and would see things that I don't see. And at first I was like a little bit like butthurt because I felt like it took me like three years to get to where I was. And then he picked up a camera and then just became better than me overnight. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think he's downplaying himself. He's very, very good and has always been so creative and very, very artistic. Um, so it was like a very seamless transition. And I got to the point where I needed to hire an assistant or outsource more help. Um, and then we just decided it would be a good opportunity if we just started working together as well. Um, so then we became like a two-person team. That's so beautiful to identify each other's strengths and build upon that to create <laughs> something so successful. That's so amazing. I'm curious though, where are, do you have some destinations that are in mind that are coming up in the near future with or without mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so we're actually going to India in like three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Oh, um, where in India are you guys going? Uh, we are going to Punjab for a wedding, so we'll be there all that week, and then we're going to go to Delhi, Agra, Jaipur, and Udaipur for... To photograph um, the wedding or to attend the wedding? No, just attend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just attend. Um, and so I think the entirety of the trip is... Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so two weeks of, like, traveling for us and exploring, because we've both never been, and then one week for the wedding. Amazing. I love yeah. that. And then you said you've been to 10 countries together. So Spain and where else? Oh, gosh. I just made that number up. It might be more oh. now. Or it for sure is more now. Um, uh, well, this year we went to Aruba and then Abu Dhabi together, Portugal, then Hawaii. I've been other countries. Yeah, America. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've Italy. been to Bosnia together, Croatia, France. We've been to Italy, Monaco, Portugal, Spain, Turkey, Turkey, UAE, Vietnam, Aruba, Dominican Republic, Guatemala, Guatemala, San Lucia, Mexico, Puerto Rico, San Lucia. That's it. All over the place. Damn. Wow. Do you have any countries left from that? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so many. Uh, so many. Yeah, it's crazy because the more you explore, the more you realize how many places you haven't been to. You know, and even if you've been to like one country, there's still so many parts and so many different cities of that country and even cultures within countries, you know, that it just feels like the list is never ending for places to see. I'm going to add one country that you guys, if it's not already on your list, I'm from Botswana. That's where I grew up. And I think you should definitely go there and do some safaris and just explore the south of Africa. Oh my God. 
That sounds amazing. We'd love to. Yeah, that's actually a very long extended trip in Africa. It has been on both of our bucket lists for forever. So hopefully. Soon. Yes, and I can give you <laughs> recommendations for sure. We would love that. <laughs> so what, okay, so travel, I'm not too um, familiar with how travel photography works. So how, for someone like who's listening, who wants to get into a career that is travel photography, can you explain to them what it entails and how to get into it? Yeah. Um, so the easiest way, I guess, for me to explain it is like every city, state, country has a tourism board and their job is to get people to visit their destination. Um, so sometimes tourism boards on top of like hospitality groups, like hotels, groups like TripAdvisor or um, Get Your Guide, like those types of travel agencies uh, will hire travel photographers, Instagrammers, bloggers to write about their destination and essentially familiarize people with this location. And we're not really selling anything. There's no like ROI. It's more like planting a seed in someone's head that like, oh, if I wanted to go here one day, this could be like a good opportunity, whether it's by myself, with a partner, with a family. So there's different goals for every familiarization trip. Um, for example, we were in Abu Dhabi earlier this year uh, with their tourism board. And it's because when everyone thinks of UAE, they think of Dubai. So our job was kind of to plant a seed that maybe Abu Dhabi is a good place to go to. And so we spent 10 days only in Abu Dhabi just to kind of show people like there's more than just the mosque that's there. And you can actually have a really wonderful vacation if you wanted to. So we photographed, we blogged, we posted on social media. Um, and that's that's basically like the my most like ideal projects. And then sometimes we photograph for hotel groups, um, for their social media, for their website, for their marketing. Um, so that's basically the gist of being a travel photographer. And blogging comes hand in hand with that because we write about our experiences and write about the destinations. And I um, studied creative writing in college. So it's a good way for me to be able to use a little bit of what I paid so much money for a degree for. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's like basically uh, what travel photography and blogging entails or th that's who our clients are. And then of course, like posting every day on Instagram to showcase where we've been and to build like a travel community. I think the fast track way is social media, obviously. Yeah. Um, TikTok specifically is like the biggest place to grow right now. Mm -hmm. But if you were just starting out, I think showcase like wherever you live, you know, just like yeah, go to all the cool places, like whether it's cafes, whether it's like cool hotels near you um, and just write about it, talk about it. And then you know, build a portfolio and get better at taking photos and writing and yeah yeah eventually you can start pitching your clients yeah I would I would also say like uh sometimes we get jaded to where we live and so we don't realize that like every everywhere is a destination for somebody yeah. you know and like we I mean I grew up in Southern California and people like fly all over the world to go to LA and like I don't even think twice about wanting to drive through the 405 <laughs> to get to LA and so when you're in like a um like when you're in any place you could really start photographing these destinations these cafes go on staycations road trips and 
I think people think that to break into travel blogging and photography, you need like a lot of money or to go to really glamorous destinations. And neither of us, neither of that applied for me when I started, you know, I went to like Palm Springs, I went to like Orange County. Um, I did a bunch of like little staycations. And honestly, I think when I started, I was like too poor to even stay at those hotels. Like I just went to the lobby and took pictures. I went to like the cafe or the restaurant inside the hotel. So I could like, you know, take nicer photos. Um, And then it kind of just like evolved into this where we get to work with like entire countries and showcase like the culture and the food and the people. And so, yeah. Is there going to be a book? Or a compilation of all of the travels and writing into a <laughs> single text because oh, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> like a coffee table book. That that but is a dream. Years away. Yeah, maybe I hopefully sooner than later, but there's so many things to do. I might have thought about it for, for a while though, that I would love to just have something to hold, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And then even incorporating like recipes and Talking about how you slid into each other's DMs too. I mean, <laughs> my goodness, the the whole romantic element and then just like this flourishing of success. Sounds like it would be amazing as a book and as a cinematic experience. My goodness. <laughs> it's really cool that you guys were able to not only find, it's like different dating someone in your city or, you know, a long distance relationship in your country, but to find someone who's a great travel partner is so important and it's so freaking hard. Like people just have their different ways of traveling. And the fact that you guys have been able to travel and keep the peace and like enjoy yourselves and go to like all these countries is really, really cool. Yeah. So we both like traveled like a decent amount before we met. I had done it through like through my parents, like growing up, my father was in the military and he was stationed in Germany for a while. So while we were in Germany, we had, just everywhere, like via road trips or like maybe like short hopper flights for a weekend. And then um, I was also stationed in Korea for like a year wow. uh, when I was in the military. So I like got to, you know, just experience a little bit of more cultures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we were up like a little bit seasoned, I guess. Like yeah, we, we I, knew ourselves enough when we traveled that. Yeah, I think better. fortunately, like we weren't both put in a position where it was like our first time doing big trips together. And so, and because I think we're both like pretty easygoing in our travels and we like pivot pretty well for any like inconveniences, like it it was just really easy. Trey, where have you lived abroad? Uh, so I lived in Germany and Korea. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And like throughout the States. Okay. Um, and how long were you in Germany for? Four years. Four years? Okay, cool. Do you remember, were you really young when you were living there do you remember what it was I was like? pretty young but like I remember a lot of it I was like five to nine okay uh so like definitely the late years I remember but we lived um off base on like this little tiny farming town and like my neighbor had like a cow in his barn and then the neighbor behind us like had this giant field and we would uh come watch him shear his sheep every summer and then so I could cute. like ride my bike down the road into the black forest and that was just, like my my childhood for a while yeah oh my gosh I can't. it sounds so this dreamy so beautiful. No, it really <laughs> so beautiful i love when he talks about it i'm like well, you rode your bike through the black forest like what, is, <laughs> what does that even mean can i go oh my goodness <laughs> it was good very definitely very fortunate to have that experience growing up yeah yeah 
Does those, do those experiences have anything to do with the um, Harvest House? What can you tell us about Harvest House? So our I named our house the Harvest House, and it okay. was kind of just an, like an intentional of like planting seeds and being able to invest in yourself and and eventually, you know, hopefully receive some rewards. And yeah, that's why we called it the Harvest House, um, you know, just harvesting our love and intentions and our dreams. And yeah, we've been living in here for two and a half years. I think because I named it the Harvest House, somehow the house the house became very green, like subconsciously, because yeah. that wasn't like my favorite color or anything. But then now, like everything in the house is like green and there's plants everywhere. I don't know if you've seen photos of it, but it's very harvesty looking. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, I've been trying to do that. Um, but you guys travel a lot, so how do you keep your plants alive? Oh, my dad. Okay. Yeah. I've been having my best friend go every two weeks and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. So you guys live close to LA or where are you guys? We live in Orange County in Anaheim. Okay, cool. We both live in LA and our, um, our other host, Lauren was living in LA, just moved to New York to go to grad school. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, definitely miss it. I mean, what you were saying about um, how you can find, you know, like where you live as a destination and a lot of people come to that town to see things and, and kind of, I only realized that once I left LA to come to Paris and I was like, dang, like, I never thought I would miss LA. Like, I really never thought I would. I was just like, so over that town. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm just like seeing all these, um, those Instagram pages that are like secrets LA or Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many cool things. And then I'm sending them to my best friends who are living there. I'm like, go here, go there, go here. That's so funny. Go eat this for I, me. We always see these like really cool LA spots on TikTok. And then I like put it into the GPS and I'm like, oh, an hour and a half drive. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, everything's just so spread out. It really is. <laughs> But I mean, that's what kind of makes the experience of learning about this town so much more interesting. I mean, I don't know. I was yeah. I was struggling with like finding places to create like social content, and uh, mm -hmm. like, Asha's in Paris, so like she has these really cool video clips of these beautiful stores and these cafes, and it's just like, oh my god, cool. And Lauren <laughs> is like showing, uh, you know, her observations and explorations in New York. And I'm sitting here just like, well, I can go to this cafe. Should I take a hike? And then I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really gonna do it. <laughs> so funny. All right, guys. Well, should we get into this letter? Let's, let's do it. Yep, let's do let's it. Let's do it. We have, dear damsels, I have been in a situationship for seven months now. He lives in Chicago and I'm in New York. I don't know how to bring up the what are we conversation because I'm so scared of getting rejected or of him breaking it off with me because I'm not the chill girl that I said I was at the start of the relationship. I've never had a guy made me wait this long before asking me to be his girlfriend. It's going really well and I don't want to ruin anything between us by asking to put a label on it. What do I do? Love, get me out of this situationship. <laughs> hmm. Seven months is a long time, I feel like. Do we have, sorry, do we have any more context, like how old this person is? No, but I'm guessing they're in their 20s. Um, yeah. Just by the, I don't want to assume, but just by the way that 
they're saying this like with chill girl and all of that like the way that they're writing i'm assuming is someone in their 20s a little bit younger mm. i feel like seven months is a long time yeah i mean regardless of like the the label but like by then you should have had the exclusive conversation like and you should like kind of know where you're at on that aspect yeah like there shouldn't be i guess at seven months i don't think that there should be that much guessing involved anymore especially if you're going to different cities to see each other i think like using our relationship as an example like we were flying from la to arizona which was an hour flight not very long but it's like time consuming in your day to have to like plan your day around this flight and the airport and then plan your day around the traveling and I mean, essentially going and coming back, you lose like a whole day of your schedule, you know? And so I think that we both knew where our head was at, even maybe without saying it because of the inconvenience that it took to get to see each other. And I think like, because it's, because they have to travel, like that conversation should have been had even sooner, I think, than like a regular relationship. I feel like if they were in the same city, um, at seven months and yeah maybe there could be a little bit more back and forth or like wishy-washy about feelings but then to have to travel it's a lot yeah because I think when you're in a long distance thing and you're going to go visit someone it's not going to be just for one date like you're going to be spending way more time with them yeah. than you would yeah. just dating in the same city right it's not like you go home after you'd probably stay at their place for like two to three days so you're having right. like these very long extended dates I feel like she should just ask him or have that conversation. Yeah. I said, like, you're entitled to your feelings. Yeah. Have you guys I'm seen the TikTok trend that's called Death to the Chill Girl? No. I oh, I don't think so. It. Yeah. So it's, it is, it was like months ago, maybe like the start of this year, but it was like Death to the, to the Chill Girl. Um, so basically encouraging women to not be that chill girl stare, like type that they mm -hmm. and just to, able just to be desired more by men so it's like just be yeah. yourself. like if you feel like something's not right say it don't be like oh it's chill like it's cool you know like whatever right yeah like if something's yeah. on your mind and if something's bothering you about someone then say it right I totally agree with that and then like the what's stopping her is like his perception of her like it doesn't matter you know if she likes him and he likes her then like she's entitled to her feelings like you had said and she shouldn't let like that perception stop her from being honest with herself and what she wants to yeah yeah definitely that's beautiful uh, I really love that though because I remember there have been times where I've just been caught up in trying to be the chill guy and yeah not speaking up and that is definitely yeah I guess that comes with age though and like comfort in one's skin or at least say comfort or um, in who we are in a partnership or in a relationship yeah maybe that takes time too I mean, I, mean yeah. I was in this honestly almost the same type of situation um during COVID I was like 26 when I met this guy and it was for two or one and a half years it was a situation ship and it wasn't like a label or anything on it but in my head I remember talking to my just this one friend that I would bother like irritate the fuck out of I mean like what do I do what do I do like you know is this and then to everyone else I was a chill girl like I don't care like it's whatever that one friend he would like want to kill me because I'm like I don't understand what's happening it's been almost like first it'd be like five months and then it's been like 10 months and he's like dude like stop 
Mm -hmm. but it is like I feel like a big difference between me being at 26 and me being now I just turned 30 and Jules you said as well but it is like it feels like a massive shift between like me four years ago and me today because now I'm like learning to let go of that chill girl that chill girl got me to places that I didn't want to be and hurt me a lot so I'm definitely more in a place that's like, okay, I'm, I need to have open conversations. And if, if something's not right, I'm going to speak, say it. If they can't handle a conversation, like an adult conversation, then that says it all for me. Right. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, yeah, I want to say she's probably like maybe a little bit younger just based off of the wording of it. But I think like having an open and honest conversation, like even if it doesn't go the way that she wants it to go, then it just means that it wasn't for her, you know, and like better to end it and not waste your time instead of like hoping or waiting for this thing to happen that like might not happen, you know? I think like what, as you get older, like clarity is one of the most important things that you could get like for yourself. And yeah, I would just ask. I also think there's nothing wrong, like in the sentence where this person says, I've never had a guy make me wait this long before asking me to be his girlfriend. Ain't nothing wrong with asking him to be your boyfriend, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think that role reversal or the expectation that the guy should ask first, like, we don't need to be doing all that. Like, if, yeah. Kind of like what you're already saying, like, if you feel something, say it. Yeah. Speak on it. Feel well, it. with Feel that, it. thank you so much, you guys, for coming on. Honestly, it's been so great getting to know you and getting to know your love story. Would you please share with our listeners where to find you? My Instagram is instagram.com slash finding.jules. Um, and our TikTok that we share together is Trey found Jules. And my Instagram is probably Trey. And his wedding photography uh, is called A Dream of Color, which specializes in photographing people of color. And it's really beautiful. So there's my quick plug. For <laughs> Hell yeah. Put in all the plugs. <laughs> That's what this is for. <laughs> we look forward to seeing that book sometime oh in the near future. One day. I'll send it to you guys. Yes, yes, please. We need it. We need to be the first ones to get it, too. Absolutely. Don't forget. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh my. I'm sure we're going to have listeners writing into us after both the conversation that we had with Jules and Trey and this, you know, fighting or combating this chill girl, chill guy notion that we, some of us, tend to uh, dive into when digging into complicated situations with partners. But, oh, love them both. They are amazing. That honestly was so good. And, and, you know, I'm so excited to see where their journey takes them and to keep following them through their travels. And I am looking forward to hearing what you guys thought about this episode. As always, like, subscribe, review, rate, um, tell us your honest opinions about this podcast. We want to hear from you guys. Anything that you want us to talk about, anything you want us to address, and any guests that you want us to have on, we are all open ears for you. Open DMs, open ears, open everything. Send us all of the thoughts. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. <laughs> DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.